All she needed was some. 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 What's up, Michigan fans? Welcome into the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. Derek, um, it's been two games, and I'm not terribly impressed. I'm just gonna say that right off the bat. I am not terribly impressed. What are your general thoughts on what's been going on? Again, through two games, small sample size, but I'll say it for a third time, I'm not terribly impressed. I am happy that Michigan has two wins. Uh, Amen. I think, Amen. I think that's obviously uh, the most important part here is we could be really upset and not impressed at the same time. Uh, so happy about the two wins. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing that I've seen – Outside of uh, the two pick sixes were fun when when Michigan had them. Uh, when when Spate threw them, it was horrible. Uh, and then obviously the, the defense and what they showed in Week One against Florida and flashes of what they um, presented against Cincinnati. That's fun to watch. Uh, I like Ty Isaac. I think he's been been uh, providing kind of a an element that maybe some of us didn't expect. But yeah, outside of a few small things, and I know it is a small sample size. I'm not super excited about what I see so far, but eager to see what happens moving forward, and I believe that my expectations are right around the same as what they were when the season started. Well, that's basically what we're going to be talking about today, uh, updating expectations, because obviously we could do this after every game if we wanted to, but I should explain my not terribly impressed thing, because this is... uh, what do you want to call it? An average, like a like a grand over overscape of what's going on. The defense has been fantastic. That goes without saying. It's been wonderful. You mentioned the two pick sixes. They're getting pressure on the quarterbacks. It's basically been what we expected. The offense has been not looking good. At times they look all right. At times Wilton Spate's able to throw a pretty good deep ball. We've seen it now multiple times through two games. And I mentioned uh, maybe last show or the show before that this is an added element to the passing game that I'm looking forward to seeing as the season progresses. But on the whole, Michigan's offense just looks too bland. And, you know, there's that – I'm sure Jim Harbaugh would would say that they're okay with being a predictable offense because they're good at what they do. That's coach speak. That's you know, they're, If you're going to be predictable, you have to be really good at what you do. And right now, Michigan just isn't really good at what they're doing. So when I say not terribly impressed, of course, the defense has been great. But I think the offense has been dragging the overall product down enough to where I'm a little nervous heading forward, You know, especially as the games start to get tougher coming up in a few weeks. That's just you know, maybe maybe something will be fixed and I'll change my mind. But that's where I am right now. Yeah, I think the narrative right now early on in the season is at least they're winning, which is technically okay. Uh, you found a way to beat a pretty good opponent in Florida. Cincinnati didn't look good in week one. Maybe they're better than they proved to be in, the, in their first uh, show up on the field. And then you've got now Air Force. Uh, they bring a unique element with the triple option. And then obviously you travel on the road to Purdue, but the at least their winning narrative, although great uh, because it means Michigan is winning, is not going to uh, work at a Penn State or even maybe against a Michigan State coming up here. Uh, with I mean they, they're two and zero as well, uh, and so if you're comparing the two teams, 
Uh, it's hard to compare the opponents against each other, but uh, Michigan State has two wins as well, and they're coming off with three and nine seasons. So I think not being impressed is is okay because we don't really need to be impressed at this point in the season. But yes, very, very quickly, if Michigan doesn't show uh, either a new element or a better element and a better brand and product of football in the field, I'm going to start having a concern because I've seen Penn State look really good two weeks in a row, even though Pitt kind of got its way in a couple of possessions. And I've seen other teams around the nation look look phenomenal. Michigan does not look that way so far outside of uh, their defensive performance against Florida. So I turn to this weekend hoping for that next step forward where we can really start talking about, hey, this team looks good. This is the team that's going to go win big road games. You bring up an interesting point about these upcoming games like Michigan State, for example, then a road game at Penton State on October 21st. So my question to you is, if Michigan keeps playing like this, they're obviously going to drop games down the road, but where does that start to hurt them? Is it against Michigan State? Is it against Indiana? Surely, you know, if if not either of those teams, you'd say Penn State, but I'm wondering where you think it hurts them. Uh, I think it could be as early as Indiana and Michigan State. Those games would definitely be uncomfortable to watch in terms of, this could really go either way, but we know as fans that Michigan should be playing better than this. Uh, but again, you don't know what we'll see until until the day comes. But I would really start worrying if, if it's uh, barely escapes by Indiana and uh, has to take Michigan State to the wire, then I would say going into that Penn State game is where I really start to to look at, hey, Michigan might not only get beat here, but they might not have a chance. And that's not a feeling uh, we've had as fans and and really since Jim Harbaugh has been around. And so it it would be an adjustment, but again, there is still plenty of time before those more important games. I mean, obviously every game is important. Jim Harbaugh handles every game like the Ohio State game. At least he tells the press that. Uh, But there's a lot of time, but I'm really getting impatient fast, and it sounds like you might be too. Yeah, definitely, because some of these issues we've we've seen now for this is the third season, and so it's really hard to just blame it on youth and inexperience, although surely that's playing uh, some role. I mean, it, it is clearly affecting things when you look at uh, maybe a coverage breakdown or some miscommunication here and there. That's to be expected. But when I look at an offense that, that can't score in the fourth quarter, um, you know that's something we've seen last year. We saw it the year before, too. So it's not entirely accurate to say, well, they're just young. They'll figure it out. Like We, we have no reason to really think that other than to just be blindly hope or you know have blind hope going forward, which I'm not really willing to do. So uh, the youth and inexperience can, cannot be that thing that we – place everything on because some of these problems are just perpetual and that's the way it is yeah I mean one of the obvious things and a lot of the conversation is around Wilton Spates play and I mean, we could we could talk about that for an hour I'm sure but what in your opinion what do you think is another uh, area that could really propel Michigan forward on offense I know there's some people that think it's more of a running game or different roles in the running game, using the receivers in a different way, bringing the Eddie McDoom sweep back. I mean, what do you think could be an added element that could really get this Michigan offense going beyond Wilton Spate? 
Um, beyond Wilton Spate, I think it's got to be as simple as being able to run the football because you know, I, I, hit it on, I hit on it earlier how, how Michigan's offense is uh, pretty straightforward, predictable most of the time. And if you're able to run the ball successfully, what that does is it opens up some more opportunities for you. This isn't like a Pac-12 offense or a Big 12 offense where they're going to drop back and throw the ball 50 times a game. So if you can run the football traditionally with your running back, get between the tackles, looks like Ty Isaac's been able to do that really well through two games. That It kind of takes the pressure off. You're able to pick up some first downs. You let your defense rest. There's been a lot of pressure on them, especially late in games, to make sure that teams aren't making a comeback. So I think that's where it starts. Yeah, talking outside of Wilton Spate, you got to get the running game going, a traditional running game. Do you feel, I can't remember your opinion on this last year, do you also feel like the playbook opens up as the season goes on? Without a doubt. <clears throat> I don't think we'll see it open up in the same way this season because um, you know last year it was uh, the, the different looks with Jabril Peppers and the same thing in 2015. It's like as the season went on, those those uh, packages started getting a little more complex, happening more often. I don't expect the same kind of thing to happen this year where we see someone like Jabril Peppers step in on offense. But you, you have to evolve in some way because you, know, you talk about getting down to games against like even even by the time you play Michigan State, I mean, they have four games of tape on you. And if, if everything looks the same, then they're gonna, their defense is going to have a, a much better time defending your offense that is already struggling. So if you're not making strategic changes, you're, you're not setting yourself up for success unless, of course, you're really good at what you do. If Michigan can get really good at what they do, they can stay predictable for 60 minutes and still win a ball game. But they just they haven't been able to show that kind of ability yet. And I think that's what I'm impatient with. It. Obviously, being able to show that ability is, is the goal. Uh, that's the brand Jim Harbaugh wants is we're going to throw exactly what you're expecting at you, but we're just so good you can't stop it. But I think I'm impatient because that's not the case right now, especially in both the passing and the running game. And so I almost crave, uh, I don't, I'm not looking for a Jabril Peppers or a Wildcat where, where it's that kind of change. And I'm not even necessarily looking for any kind of intense trickery, just opening the playbook just a little bit trying some things and, and getting some different guys going. Obviously, the tight ends have been utilized uh, better than a lot of people thought they would be early on. It's not just Jake Butt. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are, are getting contributions, and I think that that will grow. That seems to be an area where Wilton Spate is very comfortable with, is working with the tight ends and throwing to the tight ends. And I understand that the team is young, and you're right. There are things like finishing a game and scoring in the fourth quarter that just seems to be a consistent pattern. But youth obviously plays into the playbook and play calling and decisions that can be made. I'm just really eager, and I don't think it will be this weekend against Air Force, but I think on the road at Purdue, 
I think that we will see a different element because at some point, Michigan's going to need more than just here's what we're doing and we're better at it because until they can prove that, I mean, they're going to have to come up with something different, a different scheme, uh, just like Don Brown can consistently do on defense with the young guys, uh, but bring that to the offensive side and and throw something at an opponent that uh, they're just not quite ready for or didn't prepare for because either it hasn't been seen yet this season or it's just so elaborate or, or full of tricks that it can't be stopped. That's a that's a good point that I honestly didn't even think about when you were talking about like an evolution in the offense in later games. The fact that youth is got to be affecting this. I mean, it, not in any obvious ways right now, but you just assume that a younger team on the field means you're not able to branch out as much as you want to or as soon as you want to. So really quick, you're listening again to the Go Blue crew on Wolverine Sounds. You can head to wolverinesounds.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Wolverine Sounds. Also subscribe to us on iTunes at Wolverine Sounds. And if you're looking to play fantasy football this season, of course, nobody sets you up like DraftKings does week to week. No commitment. Play for as little or as much as you want to. It's a lot of fun. I, I know I've used it before. And Derek, I'm going to assume you've used something like that. Absolutely. It's a, a heck of a good time. And, and what I really love about it is that uh, you can play for as little as $1 or you can jack it up if, if you've got buku bucks in the bank, which I don't. But, you know, you can, it's a wide range. It's a lot of fun. It's that week-to-week thing that really gets me. No commitment. So be sure to check out DraftKings.com. So, Derek, I'm curious to know what – we've been talking about specifics, but in terms of how hopeful you are moving forward, are you still seeing a team that's going to win maybe 10 games? Uh, I want to say yes, and only because I feel like a lot of the things that we've seen that we don't like on the field are can be fixed. For example, Wilton Spate throws two pick sixes. The next week, he eliminates the interceptions. However, this week, there were two t- turnovers. One uh, bounced off of a player on a punt return, and another one was, was dropped on, a, on what was seemed to be a jet sweep. So you eliminate the turnovers. Obviously, you keep possessions going. Or in the case of uh, fielding a punt, you keep that possession instead of giving it right back with good field position. Another thing I look at are third down conversions and red zone conversions. Now, they were, I think, four for five in week one, but had some field goals sprinkled in there. You got to score touchdowns when you reach the red zone. And third down, only five for 15 that week. Now, that's not the worst in the nation, I'm sure, but keeping drives alive, especially when some of those are going to be the third and sixes or the third and eights where where Wilton Spate has to make a play, receivers have to get open. If you can keep a drive alive and, and avoid mistakes, I think that your team's automatically that much better. Now, again, uh, they win uh, against the Florida team. They put up 33 points, 33-17, to 17, could have been 33-3. You win by 22 points against Cincinnati. Uh, so they still are beating teams, maybe not as convincingly as they could have, but I still expect this team to, to get – that 10 win mark as long as they keep improving and as long as they eliminate the mistakes. Yeah, you're usually the downer of the group. You're talking about things that get us uh, really bummed out. But I I like that you mentioned these are very fixable mistakes. Like the things that we're seeing on the field right now 
if Michigan comes out in the next couple of weeks and has those things resolved, it wouldn't be like a miracle because you know you're kind of expecting at some point these issues are going to be taken care of. So I appreciate that you are usually just a, a real downer. So thank no, you. Just negative and <laughs> depressed all the time. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't say that. I, I just said your your observations and, and your outlook on certain Michigan athletics are are um, you know below below what I would call optimistic. Yes, I I, I agree. I, that is uh, that happens all the time and. I think it still comes from those painful years of, well, just in case, let me just say something negative. True, yeah, you, you never want to be too optimistic, but I'm I'm kind of, I think, I, I think I'm mostly in agreement with you. My big worry is that Michigan either doesn't resolve these things or um, maybe new problems pop up, in which case, you know, at the beginning of the season, I said nine and three. I think I thought that's what Michigan would pull off. One of my three losses, though, was to Florida. And now I'm looking at games against Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Right now, all top ten matchups. I could easily see Michigan losing all three of those. And then what's to say a team like Maryland or Indiana or even Minnesota, even Michigan State, like there's all these teams where you can see a way that they can beat Michigan and my big reason is because if they can if they can score without the help of turnovers then you have to really worry about turnovers because that's just giving them extra points that um you know so far Cincinnati and Florida have taken advantage of but the regular offense was just not good enough to do anything above and beyond that so is Michigan's offense going to be able to put a team away in the fourth quarter when it really matters? Are they going to be able to drive down the field for a go-ahead field goal or touchdown? doesn't look very good. So we have to really hold out hope that things are going to be fixed because if I have to sit in front of my TV and rely on this offense in the fourth quarter, I don't know what I'm going to do, quite honestly. It'll It'll be a terrible experience, one of the worst of my life probably. I, I agree. I can I can picture that. I don't want to have the ability to picture that, but I can. And you know what? I, I think they're going to lose at some point. I mean, you mentioned 9-3. and three. Obviously, that's three losses spread out, uh, except for the last two, obviously, in back-to-back weeks, if you're thinking they'll lose to Penn State, Wisconsin, and, and Ohio State. But maybe a loss, uh, instead of killing this team and kind of ruining a season, uh, is what Michigan needs to to get fired up. I still don't want to see that loss. I especially don't want to see that loss maybe until uh, a Penn State where at least a team looks better on paper and looks better on the field. But a loss on the road at Penn State, if that is the case, that could really fire up this team. And, and you're looking for something and a reason to take that next step. None of these guys want to lose. I know there's not a lot of veterans and there's not a lot of experience, but no one on this team, because of the way Jim Harbaugh coaches, wants to lose a football game, especially Jim Harbaugh. And so, when and if that loss comes, I would say, I would say that that is going to be something that feels maybe a different fire. But hopefully, like we talked about, these mistakes can be avoided, uh, improvements will happen, and then honestly, just a good game out of Wilton Spate could do a lot for not only his confidence, uh, the team's confidence, and then obviously it'd be good for the fans to see that as well. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, and, and we'll, we'll wrap up soon. But you mentioned Michigan, you know, potentially losing like on the road to Penn State. When we're looking 
at the end of the season at who's got a shot to play in the college football playoff. If that's the only game Michigan loses, if they go to the Big Ten championship and they win that game, or even if they don't go to the Big Ten championship, and we saw the same thing with Ohio State last year, they they won the right games in the committee's mind to get into the playoff. So it's no longer the case where like one game's wrecking your season. And I know that's what fans love about college football is that every week matters so much, you know, compared to like uh, Major League Baseball where you play every day and it can become dull. I mean, this is once a week, every game means so much to the outcome, you know, what's going to come down, what's going to come down to at the end of the season. And a, a one loss, especially on the road to like a, like a team like Penn State, not gonna not gonna wreck your season as long as you just take care of your business moving forward. You you don't even have to win your division apparently. You don't have to go to your conference championship. You win the right games at the right time, you're gonna have a real legitimate shot. So I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I just want to wrap up here. What do you need to see from Michigan against Air Force to let you know that even if things aren't fixed, they're heading in the right direction? Uh, I need to see points, and I want to see offensive points uh having two touchdowns uh return after pick sixes is fun uh it's all good but i want to see 30 points offensively uh and strictly offensively and i I want it to be clean i want a clean football game where uh you you look like you're clicking and against a team like air force uh, even though they might throw some things at you on the offensive side of the ball i don't think air force should be able to slow down even a young and experienced Michigan offense that doesn't seem to be clicking yet but if I could get 30 40 points just all offensively avoiding uh drive stalling and and avoiding having to rely on uh uh, the kicking game I think I'll be very happy and I think that it will give me an extra boost as Michigan then travels on the road for the first time all season I was going to answer basically the same way so I'll take a, a different angle on it and say I don't want to see Quinn Nordeen out there, except for when he's kicking an extra point. I want to see Michigan finish every drive. When they get down to like that 30-yard line, you cannot afford to have that drive stall. You have to finish that out. So that's what I would like to see on Saturday against Air Force. So Derek, any other parting thoughts before we go? Uh, just As long as they keep winning, I think most fans will be happy. But uh, yeah, we are definitely... Uh, looking forward to some improvements just as a fan base and whole and obviously you can you can hear it from the the perspective of the coaching staff and even some of the players that they know they're good and they know they're going to get there just how quickly are they going to be able to do so so I'm curious to to continue to tune in and, and watch for that all right speaking of tuning in thanks for tuning in to the go blue crew once again head to wolverinesounds.com and you can check us out on twitter and facebook at wolverine sounds you can also go to iTunes and subscribe to Wolverine Sounds. Lots of Wolverine Sounds. It's, luckily, it's not a tongue twister because I F it up. So thanks for listening, and go blue. Go blue.